Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode was originally recorded and released in June of 2022 on our Patreon. If you would like access to additional bonus episodes, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash tsdwpodcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch Horror Movie Recap Podcast bonus <laughs> episode for June for the birth of our queen and no i'm not talking about tony collette i'm talking about sam smart (laughs) the true queen the first queen the true queen a necessary clarification we do Mm -hmm. have two queens we have we can have as many queens as we want excuse you for limiting our royalty (laughs) um (laughs) wow here we are here we are. Oh my God, you guys, we're recording at a different time than usual. And I got to say, there's hard to a, tell. There's, I'm being exactly the same. <laughs> there's a bit of a different vibe. It's a, it's an evening recording. Henley and I are drinking some alcoholic beverages, if you can believe it. Yes, you guys, I need to warn everyone. I haven't had dinner and I have had two drinks. So Ooh, we... it's that evening energy, baby. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's going to be hereditary all over again. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> And that just makes me want to add that like I'm only not because I had too much this weekend. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's not that I'm like not fun in case any, not the people who don't I'm, like, drink aren't fun. That. They are. But I just want people to know that it's like, I wish I was, you know what I mean? It's important. It's important to take some time off but every yeah, now and I'm again. Like, I'm taking some time. I'm taking some time off right now. I'm taking time off tonight is time off for me. That's very good for your body. Also, when you have been hungover recently, the last thing you want to do is drink. Ugh, yeah, truly, fun. truly. It doesn't even. No, it does sound good to me, but it doesn't. But I, but I couldn't bring it to my lips. You know what I mean? Like the thought is good, but I know yeah. if I went to do it, I'd be like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it takes even less than like twelve hours. Like you can wake up hungover, and then by six p.m., be like, I guess a drink could be good. I don't think that's good Wait, to do. You know what that? Re- <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds but me of? Sometimes that's anytime what I've been hungover, you've been like, have a michelada. and I do mm. not want to have a michelada when I'm hungover. But I saw mm. on Instagram. They fucking targeted me with a Michelada t-shirt and they meant it for me. Spoiler alert. I'm definitely going to buy buy it for you next year for your birthday. <laughs> I can't wait. You got to wait I another wait. year. <laughs> a full, full calendar year <laughs> for your Michelada t-shirt. Start outfit planning. <laughs> um, it's actually really cute. I bet. Honestly, though, as soon as you said that, I was like, mm, a Michelada, though. 
like that. I oh my have. god, Emily, do you want to pause? You want to go make yourself a michelada? I don't. I don't. The combo of beer and tomato juice would would just absolutely be yeah. That's terrible for for someone that's been heartburn. struggling with some heartburn. Mm. A michel- it can't really get much mm-hmm. worse than a michelada, I guess, or a bloody mary. Either way, anything spicy and spicy, alcohol, tomato, and tomato juice, yeah, briny. Yeah. Those are all the things I love. Oh yeah, that all everything you said just made my mouth water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's also very hot in Los Angeles right now, so I've got a couple fans on. I hope the noise is okay. It is. I can't hot. hear it at all. Is it hot in New York, Henley? It's not too hot, but it's hot in this room because I closed all my windows mm. for noise reasons. But it is it is hot in this room currently. New York City noise. Um, Emily, did you know? I just looked at the weather app. And there is a 50% chance of rain tomorrow and the next day. Oh, my God. Absolutely stunned. <gasps> I did not know that. And you know what's crazy? I love to check weather apps. Mm-hmm. I, and you know what I love? I love the hour by hour. And and sometimes they'll give you like mm-hmm. a 15 minute by 15 minute just to tempt mm-hmm. you. They're like, if you pay for premium, you could get this all the time. And I, and it <laughs> almost works on me because I, lo- I love knowing what the weather's going to be. I love knowing. I, 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 I love knowing it. And so I almost always know when it's going to, when it's forecasted to maybe rain and you know what Sammy I have not even checked it today because I keep being like well it's just going to be hot that would be sensational if it rained tomorrow <laughs> I know <laughs> I, be, I really I would I, I would love it because I also have to go into work tomorrow and I like when it rains when I'm at work because it makes everything feel kind of chill cozy yeah mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. well I'd be inside anyway you know well you need to move to New York because on the weather app that's just like the standard weather app that you have on all iPhones. They, You have a thing where you can check where it will notify you if it's going to rain or currently raining. <gasps> so it will pop up and it'll be like rain sometime between 9.13 and 9.17 p.m. And it'll Absolutely tell you love that. like very specific time windows when it's going to rain. I love that. I love pulling up that radar and watching it move and seeing like when is the rain going to be over where my house is. I love <laughs> that. Is it and especially when it's like when it gets that dark one and you're like, "Well, that's stormy." <laughs> Predicting the weather is so crazy. It's so crazy that humans have been able to do so much. Can you imagine being like early days just mapping the stars too? That's one that always blows my mind. That's really wild. How did anybody ever become an astronomer? This is sort of different, but a thing I think about too is like when the moon used to provide light. Yeah. Wow. Because like on a, if you go somewhere really dark, electricity. Yes. If days. you go somewhere dark and there's a full moon, it is actually quite bright. Mm-hmm. Like in Joshua Tree, one time I went for a meteor shower and there was like an almost full moon. You couldn't see shit because the moon was too bright. And they're like shadows, full shadows everywhere. Yeah, it like casts light. Yeah, it's amazing. Fucking crazy man. Fucking crazy man. Fucking crazy man. <laughs> you know what else is crazy? like truly thank you this is a bonus episode which means that it's going out to our patrons who i I am so grateful for and i love so much and it's like they want i just sat here and said the stupidest shit that just came into my brain (laughs) and people want to listen to it and that's that's really nice (laughs) it's just nice people are just being nice they're just being nice they're just being nice to me and sometimes i catch myself just being like what are you saying on this podcast what are you saying why are you saying these why do you like how rude of you to expect other people to have to sit through these things that you're saying how presumptuous (laughs) 
That's sort of how I felt just now talking about the moon. Here's the thing, though, Emily, is that it's me and Sammy more than anyone else that is sitting through this gorgeous summary of the moon casting light. (laughs) Thank you. It was sort of like poetry. Um. (laughs) Not more than anyone else. I didn't mean it like we're more important, more that like we're loving every second of it. You're here in real time. We're here live We're loving every second of it. Maybe other people do too. That's really nice. That's really, and you're like, you can't turn me off. The only way to do that would be like, shut up. And that would be so crazy if you did (laughs) that. That'd be so mean. (laughs) It would be mean. Can you imagine no. Should I've, I, you know, I feel like we've talked about it before, but, you know, we should revisit like a public feud. It could be fun. <laughs> just having one, just creating one. Can yeah. it be passive aggressive through like Instagram stories? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not speaking to Henley right now and I'll tag you in it. Well, that's too yeah, aggressive. Like, that. like every bachelor bachelorette breakup where they like post mutual um, statements typed text in there yeah Instagram are stories. you referring to Katie and John today I am referring to Katie and John up? today I am referring to Katie and John but uh, <laughs> as of a few days ago it also could have been referring to Michelle and Nate that's very true and at any time you could be referring to any of them to be that's completely true. honest it's true it's true um, like 99% of them haven't stayed together right correct that's probably it's a very high percentage yeah it's not very high a way to meet a life partner. It's not a way to meet. It's not a way to meet. A but life it's partner. a good way to get really famous. Yes, it's a great yes. way to get sponsorships. God, it's a good way to get sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, a a delayed birthday episode for me. We were we were going to record something for the first half of this month, and we were all together in person, and a recording that we did got ruined. <laughs> It did. First one we've lost in a while. In a long time, yeah. It was really I sad. I just forgot how to do it. And also no. it was a, also it was a fluke. It was, it a, was fluke. a fluke. It was, a, it was technical difficulties. Yeah, no, Sammy, it had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do you with you. You did everything right. Yeah. It was a real IT crowd have you tried turning it off and on again situation? I just had to restart my computer and then everything worked again fine, but it was too late at that point. It too, well, it's one of those things that's ha- with the recordings. They don't, it doesn't always tell you as it's happening when it's not, when it's being glitchy and then you finish that. and then it goes, Oh, by the way, by the way, this didn't work. And it's like, yeah. I've been sitting here for an hour. Why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Let's call them out. Audacity. Audacity. Mm-hmm. That's on you. That's mm-hmm. on you. How mm-hmm. dare you? Need you? To, you need to fix that problem. Cause it is, Really, the it is really the reason of all of our lost episodes. <laughs> That's true. It's also the reason of all of our used episodes. <laughs> That's true. It's it's got a pretty good batting average. I feel like ninety nine percent. Just in case audacity like comes after us, I you know I don't <laughs> I don't want them to come after us. I wonder who's behind anything. audacity. That just made me think about like whoever's <laughs> running audacity. Figure. Who is that? Listens to every <laughs> podcast for anybody saying something bad about them. <laughs> <laughs> they take it away they take it off your computer and you can't use it <laughs> i do want them to fix that problem though the dropouts need to be notified we need to be notified of the dropouts earlier anyways yeah. this is another part where it's like people are listening and it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> honestly so it's the sort of thing that, you, that. We, we simply must stop thinking about because i will say this after every sentence i speak for the next That's however true. long this takes if i start to think about it too much but um Sort of a fun, sort of a fun episode in that um, we all watched the movie because mm-hmm. it's Sammy's birthday episode. And she said, here's what I want you guys to do. And you cannot say no to a birthday girl. This is the one where we all know to be true. So we all three of us independently watched this movie. 
I lolled. I was laughing out loud. I'm very excited to hear. Okay, yeah, this week's this week's bonus episode movie mm-hmm. is Evil Dead Two, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel, starring Bruce Campbell, Sarah Barry, Dan Hicks, Cassie Wesley, and Richard Domier. Uh, and yeah, tell me your guys' initial thoughts. I'm, I, uh, it was all I could think about while I was watching it was like, what are Emily and Henley thinking about at, at every, every scene, every moment I was just <laughs> thinking about you guys. <laughs> okay. At, at first I was initially extremely confused because me I didn't understand too. what yes. the concept of the movie was, which yes. later I, after doing a little digging, I was able to grasp. Same, I paused it and looked it up because I was certain I was, I had somehow accidentally started Evil Dead, which I haven't heard about in a while, but it was one of our first episodes. But I was like, this, wait, what? He's not, yep. I, he already was, he, what? Yeah, he already I had did the all same this. reactions. I okay. For the record, I've never seen Evil Dead too, so I also like had no idea, and yeah, had the exact same experience where I was like, "Wait, what the fuck? Are they just pretending Evil Dead One didn't happen?" Yeah, I was like, "Is the is our is is Ash just like an idiot or what?" No, it is. <laughs> yeah. um, it, so it's like a it's a remake slash sequel slash a like requel, reimagining baby. a requel a requel a requel the original requel. So I read that they weren't able to get the rights somehow for yep. the original film. So and so crazy. they just like redid it in order to explain why Ash is there. But also which, changed it enough for it to feel very confusing. Like they cut most of the characters out. All the so other it's characters. Just Ash and Linda. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's just weird because it's like just start the movie where Evil Dead ends. Like you don't need to remind us like why they're in the cabin. Yeah, I think it's basically like Sam Raimi wanted to make Army of Darkness Evil Dead 3 and Evil Dead 1 did not end in a way that That set that that made that possible. And so this movie is a bridge between the two. That is just incredibly confusing, but also if you let all of that go, very fun. I think if maybe uh-huh. we hadn't, if we hadn't talked about Evil Dead, we would have probably all been fine. You know, oh, yeah. like I think you can start here and it's probably less confusing. Yes, I think that so. almost made it more interesting to me, though, because I was just yeah. like, what is happening? Why are they making this choice? And that kind of made it more engaging in a way. Um, and then, honestly, I mean, we'll get into the recap, but it just made me laugh. Like, it was so, it's so funny, silly, it's wild. in so it's many so places. Silly. And that was something that Stephen, our guest who did Evil Dead 1 in one of our mm-hmm. first episodes, talked about. And, you know, I didn't believe him, of course. But now that I have spent three years listening to horror movies, I am in a place where I was able to appreciate how absurd it was and yeah. completely get it. I, I mean, I don't necessarily get it completely, but I <laughs> was laughing and that was a big step for me. Okay, good. That makes me very yeah. happy. This was a big one, a big one in terms, like we've had movies described us before where the, our p- people doing the recaps, you included Sammy, have said like, it's worse to hear this than to see it. Sometimes yes. that's not this true. Is a there are some things one for that. There are some things that like, I absolutely don't ever want to lay eyes on. Like I'm certain for me, at least I'm certain that watching Hereditary would be worse than hearing mm-hmm. about it, even though hearing yeah. about it was pretty bad. But this 
I remember that being said about Evil Dead One is like it's not actually like you could watch this and not believing it because it sounded horrifying because you describe things like you know chopping like decapitating somebody with an axe that sounds awful and I could picture it in my head as very awful but then the way they do it in this movie is actually so incredibly light yeah so that was interesting to see good okay I'm glad because I you know it is. It's basically wall-to-wall gore in a way, but Mm -hmm. it is just done in such... It's The tone is comedic, I would say. Like, there are jokes throughout, and it just, you know, made in the 80s has... It's campy. It's not not hyper-realistic. That's the thing, too, is that, like, I I feel like there's... I know there's been remakes like more modern remakes of evil dead or there's a show or something or both. Or- yeah, there is a, uh, yeah, both. I think the, the remake is with Jane Levy directed by Fetty Alvarez who did oh. both are in don't, don't breathe, which we, which we, we just, just did. Have- um, well, I, cause I feel like there's a universe where there is a version of this movie that even though it is still silly and campy, I would not want to see. Cause like, I think this yeah. one, duh, it, it, you know, I the chainsaw. I hate. Oh, I hate a chainsaw. You guys, yeah, you guys know I hate a chainsaw. Um, they never show the chainsaw actually entering a body in a way that is like uh, upsetting to see. And I could imagine a remake having a lot of fun with showing that kind of stuff. And so that was also a big relief for me. Is like all of the moments where I was like, oh no, I can't watch this. They didn't make me. They would cut away to shadow or like only show the other side of it or. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Do something that would make it manageable for me. Yeah. And we'll get to this, but one of the trivia is that the producers insisted upon using different colors of blood to avoid an X rating. I had a feeling that was, yeah, avoiding a rating situation. So, so that's part of it, I think, is that like there's one point where it's all green blood. Like it yeah, just one's looks blue, fake. One's, yeah, <laughs> even the mm-hmm. red blood looks fake. It looks yeah. like, right. it's like really like bright neon. red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, This is like widely regarded as one of the best sequels of all time. This movie is basically The Godfather 2, just saying. Wow. I dare you to find a list that doesn't include Evil Dead 2 on best sequels of all time. It's it's in there. Uh, 72% on Metacritic, 7.7 on IMDb. And I ate a weed gummy before I watched it, <laughs> which was my first time dabbling back. This is you? sort of a real party episode. <laughs> my first time eating an edible since accidentally eating 25 milligrams. That was yeah. too many. Yeah, that was that too was many really milligrams. Too many. This time I went 2.5, a tenth, a tenth. <laughs> and I, I actually really didn't actually even feel it. So yeah, I think 2.5 I could, is light, baby, light. You know, I just didn't want to make the same mistake twice. So. Mm-mm. God, if you had made the same mistake again, <laughs> if I had had 25 milligrams. Okay, okay. Don't, don't do 25. Don't do 25. Whatever you do, don't do 25. <laughs> How did that even happen again? You misread the packaging? Yeah. So the packaging had nutritional information that was based on serving size that I thought, I think I thought was based like on the whole cookie. And it was like serving size oh. 50 milligrams. And I thought that meant the whole cookie is 50 milligrams, but I didn't see that the serving size is like a quarter cookie. And so I was like, I don't want to eat. It was something like that where I was like, I don't want to eat the whole thing. So I halved. You were trying to do less. I was trying doing way more. A lot more. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Terrifying. But it's like that's on them because 
a cookie is a one serving situation. Right. But I guess with weed, it's maybe sure. they just have different but ways just of make mini I'm cookies. An experienced. Just make smaller cookies. Don't make well, me. On the, I bet on the front of that packaging, it said like 100 milligrams or however many milligrams right. the cookie was. It probably said on the front. Yeah, I probably did. But you're just being too smart for your own goddamn good. You're trying to do I was math. like doing math on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How do I protect myself? Yeah, back it backfired. Okay, should we do trivia now or do we watch the trailer now? I always forget what, what we do first. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's hear some trivia. Let's hear some okay. trivia. Mm, okay, I was tasked with doing the trivia this week. It's a lot of pressure, but I'll try to follow through. I believe in you. Okay, so first up, Bruce Campbell's favorite film of the trilogy, after everything we've said, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Um, okay, this next trivia I'm going to tell you guys feels like it can't be real. Oh, I love woes. Nonetheless, it was in the IMDb trivia. Okay. The sexy, surly Bobby Joe was inspired by Holly Hunter, who was a housemate of Sam Raimi's in the early 80s, along with yes. Joel Cohen and Francis McDormand. Yes. I wrote what that a down weird as house. I wrote that down <laughs> as well because. I was just looking at the Wikipedia. If it says it on IMDb and Wikipedia, it's got well, to be it's true. true. Gotta then be it's true. <laughs> Two user sourced things. Um, but yeah, it said that uh, Spiegel and Raimi, the, uh, I mean, Scott Spiegel's the other writer, wrote it in the house in Silver Lake, Los Angeles, where they were living <gasps> with the Coen brothers, as well as Francis McDormand, Kathy Bates, and Holly Hunter. Kathy Bates? <laughs> like, what? Also, that's just too many people in a house. That's too many people in a house. This better have been a fucking big house. Oh, I wish I could just list off the top of my head all the other weird combos that have existed because this has happened in moments in time. I know that Robert Pattinson had one. What was Robert Pattinson's? Didn't or no? Harry Styles. Harry Styles James has Corden. James Corden. Yeah. Wait, what? I think Robert Pattinson had one too. I think he lived with I Sam Clayton did. and some other people. Yes. Yeah, that is true. I am I am interested in to know all of the celebrity roommates that have ever been. Well, obviously, a big one is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. I mean, we all know that combo, but it is weird to think yeah. that they were like best friends for so long. And then George Clooney lived with, oh, fuck, I can never remember that guy's name. He was on Broadway, dark hair, kind of like funny, um, was in <laughs> Mousetrap. <laughs> <laughs> Broadway is not a way to get me to know I anything. Know, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. And then so Mousetrap, many people, so many people in the Hollywood Hills um, uh, who are artists in like the 70s. Anyway, that's not helpful. To Very anyone. fun. Very fun. Crazy to think about. Um, okay. So then this is relevant to us. Sam Raimi credits Stephen King for making this sequel happen. Um, mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. responsible for acquiring the money. Raimi wasn't able to drum it up himself. Stephen King was a huge, huge, huge fan. And apparently he made a few calls and convinced um, financiers. <laughs> How do you say that word? Financiers. <laughs> financiers. Financiers. Uh, I get nervous every time because it's also a little... Financiers? A little, a little Danish, uh, like little treat at it. <laughs> and every time I order one, I'm like, uh, anytime I have to order anything in an accent, <laughs> it's a very stressful time. Yeah. yeah I really get stressed about the, yeah, the like pronunciations that, you know, have been bastardized, but saying it right makes you seem like such an asshole. Do, yeah. you, say, do you guys say gyro or hero? I say euro, I think. Euro? 
are we talking Giro? G-Y-R-O? Yeah. I think I say gyro. Like, y- like there is a G there, but it's like really soft. Fascinating. Gyro. Gyro. I think I say gyro. I think I say it because I don't want them to laugh at me for trying to say something else. There's no winning. There's no I winning. I don't know that I've ever ordered one out loud. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think yeah, I have You either. just write it down. Um, but you know what I can't get myself to do? I can't bring myself to say bruschetta. I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> I can't. Neither. I simply can't. I know that it is wrong to say bruschetta. I know that it's wrong. Oh, I, I always say but bruschetta. But it doesn't feel as wrong as saying bruschetta. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That yeah. one feels wrong. Yeah, like wrong, <laughs> yep. like like on a human level, you know, not incorrect, but like wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Bruce Campbell completely improvised the scene where he fights his possessed hand in the kitchen <gasps> of the cabin. That's, That's a fun. great scene. Sam Raimi praised his performance. It was apparently the first take of the scene. He does nice. a great job in this movie. He's really like he's so carrying good. this whole movie on his shoulders, and and the tone of the movie is like all on him. And he, I know and we we gave him a lot of shit in Evil Dead One. I think that was probably on me, but I felt he redeemed he redeemed himself. But then we we universally agreed he was hot, though. I think I think oh the he polls, is hot. I had that agreed. question. I had that written down in my notes here. Do we all agree he's hot? I think he's hot. I yeah. think he's great. yeah. Great. Unfortunately, yeah. Great, great, great. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be more fun if I didn't. But I just I simply do, and there's it's no unanimous. It's unanimous. Um, okay, just a couple more. Um, most of the film was shot on a set built inside the gymnasium of the Junior Falson Junior High School in Wadesboro, North Carolina. And I just think it's really funny. Can you imagine being in junior high and knowing <laughs> that like one of the more popular horror movies yeah, that'd be cool. filmed has there? been filmed in your gym? That would be crazy. It would be that crazy. Would be, that'd be fun. I'd be into that. I'd be into that. Okay, the last one. Evil Dead 2 was very popular in Turkey and Istanbul, and though it was played in two cinemas on the same street simultaneously, it was still shown for over two months. Its success led to the re-release of its predecessor, The Evil Dead, in 1990. Oh, no, just the regular release, um, because that had been denied a release until then. Mm. So that's that's cool. That is cool. Um, I want to go to Istanbul. I've heard Turkey. I do very, too. I've heard, I heard it's really cool. cool, and Istanbul's supposed to be really cool. And also, there's a lot of street cats. Ooh, yeah. Love street street cats. Cats. They were. F- oh no, this was Morocco, not Istanbul. But I'm going to tell the story because it's a great story. Which is that in when they were filming um, John Wick Chapter Three, and there's that scene with the dog fight with um, uh, uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh my god, I was like Heidi. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> Heidi Halle Berry. Berry. Um, Heidi Berry, Heidi Berry, um, <laughs> with the dogs, they have dogs, she has dogs. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was really hard for them to film that sequence because there were so many street cats and the like, well, very oh, well-trained right. show dogs kept getting distracted by all these street cats and like chasing the street cats, which I just really I love, love that, that all these cats were just like fucking everywhere and they couldn't film because of all the cats. That's so funny. I would just die to be on that set that day. For oh my many, God, a perfect for combination of things. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um, okay, should we should we watch this trailer? Yes. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. 
Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead 2. didn't know this had a subtitle oh yeah dead yeah de- dead, dead by, by dawn. dead by dawn this would be such a fun one to see at like a midnight screening or something or like a drive-in or like cinespia this would be a fun one it would i would even i would even go to that wait i just want to tell you guys how i watched mm. it hmm <laughs> i want <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just have something to say <laughs> tell us henley I watched it in the shower. The movie? (laughs) You always have your phone in the shower, which makes me nervous. You watched the whole movie from the shower? (laughs) No, no, no. An hour, a 90 minute shower. Not the whole thing. Um, No, I was visiting my parents in Maryland, so I put my laptop on the toilet. And then classic took like a 25 minute shower, which is really not environmentally friendly. Um, obviously, I didn't watch the whole thing in the shower, but I took a nice long, I, don't, I doubt it was even 25 minutes, 15 I think minutes it's probably. probably a little better in Maryland. It's California that we're struggling. We or have is Maryland also true. having a shortage. We have our own. I don't know whether that makes a difference, but my parents have their own well. I think it there. does make a difference. Yeah. So 25 minutes. Be damned. Anyway, I did watch it in the shower, which also kind of like made it fun, too, in a way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was brave. Honestly, I don't like to be spooked in the shower. I don't like to be spooked in the shower. Personally, <laughs> um, I find it to be somewhat of a scary place sometimes. It also, as you know, is my favorite place on Earth. But like, if, right. The second I get a little scared, it's like, oh. This would be a bad time for someone to come. This would be a bad time. It would be a vulnerable time. It's a vulnerable, vulnerable Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Should we get into talking about this movie? Yes. Should. Let's do it. Hmm. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really commandeered that, but I needed to tell you guys that I was in the. It's the bleakest time of the year. So you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. 
By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Shower. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. You to know. I'm glad you. I'm glad to know. So I didn't take like full notes or anything. I figured we can just, you know, between the three of us. There's yeah. not. There's not a ton of plot in this it's not film. Dense. It's not dense. It's kind of just hijinks after hijinks, or Ugh. like scene after scene of silliness. Yep. And okay, we start with like a. It feels like a history lesson. It does. Of the Necronomicon, a voiceover, someone t- reminding us about the Necronomicon. Already, I'm incredibly confused. Same. <laughs> well, this is also, I feel like this is very similar to how so many horror movies were at this time, with like The Omen and The Exorcist. Like, don't they both, are they all like do like kind of like a history lesson of like something archaeological that... Exorcist they're... opens on like an archaeological dig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, my memory is not, uh, I, I don't remember exactly, but I think they do destroy the Necronomicon in the first one as well. And so there's just a few things that just get rewritten that we just got to forget Ignore. happened. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this the, the, the voiceover is just telling us again about the Necronomicon. The Book of the Dead has some nasty spells in there that can do some bad things and it went missing in whatever year and uh and then do we come like straight up to ash and linda ash and linda go into the cabin linda also by the way a new actress not that i would have remembered her either way but that is uh, interesting it was it was played by she was played by betsy bicker now denise bixler so just switching everything up just really Mm. trying to confuse us (laughs) yeah yeah he's taking her to this cabin but it seems like it's not his cabin and he hasn't like rented it because she's like what if the people who own it come home and he's like no they won't how did they find out about it how did they get in this cabin (laughs) they're trying to have a romantic time in this cabin 
he gives her an hour or a little spyglass necklace, which I remember we talked about again. I was like, what the fuck is happening? That I think is when I actually looked it up. So I was like, I have heard about this one. So a little bit different. The, the necklace is like the only symbol of anything. And it's like all of the emotional moments revolve around this necklace in the, the first one. Massive. It's just like so symbolic of a life that he's fighting for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the necklace becomes his whole motivation in various scenes. <laughs> this beautiful necklace. The writing is so funny because I think when he, he gives her the necklace and then he asks if she wants to have champagne and she's like, sure. And then he says, after all, I'm a man and you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, really, they're really having fun. They're going to they're gonna fuck um, <laughs> she does some ballet dancing which I found very interesting <laughs> yeah. very interesting choice on her and in mine it was like everything was also out of sync was that the case for you guys because it was only in this scene and then it synced up but I was like oh, oh, this. For me, I, don't I don't know if I noticed <laughs> so maybe not I was really transfixed by the ballet dancing. I was transfixed by the ballet dancing. dancing. And she's dancing to Ash playing the piano. I mean, we shouldn't Mm -hmm. spend too much time in this opening, but it was outrageous. Ash is playing a very dramatic waltz on the piano. How do you start your weekend trips? I was going to say, you guys have never ballet danced while your boyfriend (laughs) plays a dramatic waltz? We walk in, I say, Joel, get on those keys, and I just start doing (laughs) Tickle those ivories. My own little waltz. It's really funny to think about Emily, especially because you are good at dancing. You are good at dancing. Mm -hmm. And Joel can play those keys. (laughs) Um, He can't, but I will make him. He should learn just this song and this song only. (laughs) <laughs> yeah not dancing together she's just dancing for him while he does his own thing <laughs> pretty fun and then pretty soon they find the tape recorder right that's the next mm-hmm. thing i've written down yeah and he starts playing it on speaker which is i feel like a lesson we learned from again the first i'm gonna stop re- referencing back to the first film sure yeah but that's- it is something that we all know don't, don't play do that. something that sounds like ominous and maybe there's some Latin words in it and it seems like it's reciting a spell type of thing. Probably best to just not partake. I think the thing that was funniest about this scene to me is that he's listening to this recording, right? And it's so dramatic and he's shocked. And it's about this very intense discovery this person has made that's very serious. And then the thing that he's talking about is right there on the table. He's like, I've discovered the Book of the Dead. It's blah, 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 blah. And then he looks over and it's right there on the table. And he just picks it up and he flips through it. Like it's like a casual paperback. Like he's in the line at a grocery store. Like it's like, what's this fucking sacred, very important item doing just casually on the desk? Why is it here? Anyway, that just made me laugh. That's the mystery. What the the heck is going on in this cabin? And also, like, given what we know about the previous inhabitants, like, why the fuck did Ash and Linda think it was just vacant? (laughs) Yeah, who, how do they know them? What's the connection? Where did they get this address? I I truly don't know. They drove (laughs) seemingly to the middle of nowhere to a cabin they didn't know was unoccupied. It won't matter, but, you know, still, poor planning. We all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting, and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? 
Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And this tape recording awakens an evil spirit. And we get a lot of those POV shots. Evil spirit POV with like loud noises as it runs through the woods towards the cabin and it, and it takes Linda first. Mm-hmm. And I can't really remember what happened. Uh, I think he just hears her scream and then he looks, he goes to her and she's been like flung out, pulled by the evil spirit into the woods out the broken window. And so he goes to find her. Okay. And this is where she like comes out of the ground, right? Comes out of the dirt. Um, <laughs> No, she comes up to him and looks crazy and evil. Okay, you guys tell it, because I don't have it written down. I think I don't have it written down either. What I remember happening is he's like looking for her in the woods, like Linda, Linda, and it's getting dark, and he's running through the woods, and he sees her, and she's like, ah! and is like, looks like, like freaky, and like her teeth are weird, and she's like, so, and I think he gets knocked out. Then when he wakes up, there's a very dramatic 360. That's a slow 360. He wakes up and he looks yeah. around, and it's like slow all the way around. Um, and then he says to himself, "It's gone. The sun drove it away." Oh, because when he he wakes up and he starts turning into gross, creepy. But the sun shines on him, and then, yeah, the sun, oh, the sun, he realizes he's normal, the sun drove it away. And then he tries to leave, and then he realizes there's a massive cavern now, or the bridge that was connecting him Oh, it's like wrecked in a ridiculous way. It looks mm-hmm. like as if it was torn up from the gods. <laughs> yeah. So he can't leave. And there, there was a shot in here where he flies through the woods, right? 
the like spirit yeah, like definitely flings flies him through, through the, the woods. woods, which was like one of my favorite shots. It's like a almost oh, a, yeah. like I a requiem for a dream. I feel like does the same thing where the camera is mounted to the person and it's sped up so it looks like he's flying through these trees, but then he does like full loops and turns all around. It's they such were having a, a lot of fun it's with such camera a fun, stuff. Yeah. And the spirit, too, is like when the sun comes out, it looks like it's the smoke. There's like all this smoke and fog and it looks like it just like like sucks back into the earth. And it's fun to imagine that they just like reversed footage of like smoke coming. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Clever cinematography. They're having a good time. And and I'm having a good time. (laughs) I also also having a great time. And so then I think like darkness falls. Well, so we get a little shot of um, the professor's daughter arriving or his scientist or whoever it was on the recording. Her, his daughter arrives via plane. And God, I love the 80s where being like preppy was so in. And it's so funny. She has blonde hair, a polo shirt. She has a very blonde polo donned boyfriend. And um, they're giving great exposition where she's hopping off of this plane. And he's like, welcome home. Like, what'd you find? And she's like, it's great. Like, I found pages from the Book of the Dead. I can't (laughs) wait to show you. And it's so casual and so like affected it's so weird <laughs> and like just I love nobody them. behaves this way no no it was so crazy and so we get a little we get yeah. an intro for those two They're, characters they are coming to the cabin their names are annie and ed meanwhile is this when the girlfriend comes back i, yeah, think, I think so she reanimates. Think so this is a really delightful scene <laughs> We get. I think like her hand comes out of the out of the dirt. Maybe I'm imagining Maybe, that. Did, had he already chopped her head off? I think he. Oh, yes, he yes, chopped her head yes. off. That's he part of the initial yes. fight. The night before, when she gets evil, he chops her head off with a shovel. One clean, clean little swipe right <laughs> off. Oh, and then he buries her. And he buries, buries her. her in the ground. And yeah. he cries. He's very sad. And, then, and cries. That's when I think the, the forest whips him around and knocks him out. And then he's saved by daylight. Yep. And so now she reanimates, comes out of the dirt and finds her head and like roughly reattaches it with her head. And she's like fully decomposing it around, even though it's been one night. But yeah, she's doing ballet. She's ballet dancing again. And she's like using her head as sort of a prop. It looks like weird claymation. It's definitely claymation. Yeah. And the music is... um, it was it's the waltz that he was playing on the piano, yes. but it's like a whistly mm. version. So it's like a reprise. It was incredible whistling. <laughs> I was I wrote in my yeah, notes. It was, all... it was like <gasps> I'm a pretty good I'm whistler. I'm very bad at whistling. I'm pretty You're good. You're a good at whistler? It. Yeah. But I don't remember the waltz. But it was but... slow. It was slow. It was really outrageous. So imagine a claymation figurine with a fake head doing this jaunty dance to a whistling tune. It's very funny. It's it looks a little like um, Nightmare Before Christmassy. It really does. Yeah, and he's like sort of mesmerized by it. Uh, How could you not be? How could you not be? Um, but then she pretty quickly like reaches her hands through some he had like boarded up the windows and starts she grabs his head, starts slamming his head over and over again into the wooden boards, trying to beat the shit out of him. 
get, and like kill him. And I just know eventually she gets her hands on a freaking chainsaw. And then she gets her hands on a freaking chainsaw. At some point, he like grabs her head and puts it in like a clamp. <laughs> oh, that's what happens. Her head comes flying in. She she throw. I think she throws her own head inside, <laughs> and it bites down on his hand. And so, with her little evil mouth, she's like clamped down on his hand really hard, and he can't get her head off his hand. And so he's like running around, and he's like screaming, and he's trying. She's just like slamming her head into things, like it's a jar stuck on his hand, and like bashing it around. And then he remembers there's a shed with tools, and so he he takes her head on his hand into the tool shed and puts her head inside one of those like clamps that holds things in place and Mm -hmm. clamps it so that her head is stuck there so he's able to get his hand out and then um yes he finds a chainsaw she get the her body gets a chainsaw body gets a chainsaw that's right and attacks him with it and they do a little dance he's trying to get the upper hand and eventually i guess maybe because she can't see (laughs) probably because she can't see she eventually chainsaws herself in half a hot dog style baby you know it's you know it's hot dog style um and takes care of herself for him takes care of herself but then ash has to take care of the head ash picks up the chainsaw goes to her face which turns back into normal girlfriend for a minute Mm. she's trying to plead with him and it's not working and so she gets mad and she gets evil again and she goes like and like screams at him and then he goes to chainsaw her head but i was pleased we cut away we don't we just see like shadow we don't actually see Her head being chainsawed, so I was okay with it. I did write down that he wrote, he said, you're going down. So that was one line he said right before he chainsawed her head in half. You're going going down. down. Pretty badass, Ash. Uh, And then I guess he goes back inside and to compose himself. Yeah, he's like pretty fucked up from what just happened, understandably. He's like sitting in a rocking chair and rocking back and forth and is like really not doing well does he get up and look in the mirror yeah i think this he gets up the and looks in the mirror he's like you're fine you're fine and then his mirror self comes out is like you just chainsawed your girlfriend like you're not fine <laughs> um and it this part is clearly another actor with prosthetics on his face yes for some of this like when they're actually face to face i thought it was him Maybe i didn't it looked- catch that I don't know. I didn't notice. I want to find out because it, it was definitely. I mean, it has it was to be him, at some point. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. I don't think they had the technology to like not make it another physical person at some point. There's a moment where I was like, "Is this person wearing like a fake chin?" It just looks like really uh, bizarre to me. Um, That's funny in a way that was fun. Yeah, but yeah, he starts like fighting with his own mirror self and wins i guess i guess wins yeah and then something happens with the rocking chair or maybe that's later i don't remember there's all sorts of moments where they're like you know the items in the cabin sort of get possessed for a minute but then go back to not being possessed like the rocking chair is like swaying but but then it stops or like the little there's a a deer head mounted on the wall that every now and again will like look at him and be creepy. But then it goes back to being not creepy. There's a part where all of the objects in the house at once start like laughing, laughing? at him. Oh, it's so fun. And then he starts laughing as if he's also maybe getting possessed. I feel like this is like the image that I have seen a lot from uh-huh. this movie of him just like unhinged like ah, like looking into camera basically laughing like a crazy person it's all very fun 
Well, I can't remember why this happens, but his hand, his hand somehow gets possessed. Well, because so she bit him. She bit him. Because the okay, she, she bit him. Dizzy, di, di, she, she, what's the word I'm looking for? Infected. She, infected. She him. infected him. No disease. <laughs> she passed. Yeah, I don't along, know what I was trying to say. She, she yes. passed along the the demon through. Bite. Bite. <laughs> so th- this is the excellent hand acting that we have mentioned before, where his hand now is possessed, it's been infected, and is no longer um, acting in accordance with the rest of his body. So he has a full-on physical to fight him. with the hand that is trying to murder him. There's a part where the hand is smashing plates over his head, and it reminded uh-huh. me of the Invisible Man. Yes! <laughs> starts trying to strangle him and then he like runs into the kitchen and then it yeah it starts smashing plates over his head and then it it knocks him out his hand like knocks him out oh yeah 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 and he lies lying on the ground and so he's unconscious but his hand the hand is still alive and he's fallen like near a knife and so the hand like grips the ground and pulls him forward and grips the ground and pulls him (laughs) forward which is very fun trying to get to a knife he Wakes up just in time, gets another. Oh, it's going for like a butcher's knife. He gets mm-hmm. a regular kitchen knife, stabs his own hand, which I was like, oh, yeah. Owie, stabs owie. his own hand to keep it in place. And it's like, also, the hand is like making little noises on its own. It's That's like, it. the hand like really funny. And, stuff. Me, me, me. <laughs> and uh, sort of like the little alien that comes out of the stomach in, in Alien, in the first one. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. He goes, and it like scoots across the <laughs> ground. Um, so he stabs it in place. He grabs a butcher knife and he goes to chop his own freaking hand off. But again, we don't see it. And I'm very happy about this. Also, a, a pretty bold move, I feel like. I mean, I guess. I mean, your hand's trying to kill you. I guess what else are you going to do? But also, like, how do you know that it hasn't spread further than your hand? <laughs> That's true. I guess. So you're sort of like. Things are all bad all over the place. You're flying so you by well the just, seat of your pants. You're flying by the seat of your pants. But yeah, I mean, pretty huge move. He's not um, doing great mentally in this moment, I would no. say. So so I think somewhere in here we meet, um, we cut to Wait, the first, daughter. before we cut away, I just got to say that once he gets his hand off, he traps it like underneath a suit. Or a, like a bucket or something, bucket. and puts books, a bucket and some books, and puts <laughs> like two books, books on top of it. And the book on top of it is a farewell to arms, which I really oh, appreciated okay. that joke. It's a very funny joke, um, but <laughs> it scoots away. It gets out. he hears like and like looks over, and the hand has managed to to get escape, away from. Escape. So this hand is still alive; it's just no longer attached to his body. But yes, then Henley, I believe we cut away well yeah i think so the daughter is trying to get to the cabin the the preppy daughter is trying to get to the cabin of annie and the cavern is obviously in the way and they stumble upon bobby joe and ed who are locals who are bobby joe it's bobby joe and jake ed is her boyfriend oh oh whoops okay and yeah i don't I know have no idea who they are they are the most mismatched pair i have I ever seen on screen it's crazy not just age seems like a, there's a big weird age thing happening vibe wise in, incredibly Completely different completely different uh, style aesthetic his vibe is like house of wax like creepy truck man who's like avoid this man and she's like heathers she's like the most popular (laughs) heather it's so weird 
It's just, it just is weird. But I and, completely but yes. agree. It th- it really threw me too. And I kept thinking like, is this just the 80s and how things were? Like, why do I feel this way? Why am I it so confused? It was like almost like they were in two different movies. Yeah. Well. But they were both in this Bobby, one. Joe, and Jake are, are a pair. And I guess they're dating. I don't know. We have no backstory for They're definitely for them. dating or something. Yeah. Bobby, Joe! <laughs> <laughs> and they say that they will lead um, Annie and Ed to the house because they know of a trail that goes to the house. If they pay him a hundred bucks. So now they're all going to the cabin. So everyone's headed to the cabin. And one little piece of trivia is it cuts back to um, Bruce Campbell, Ash now. And apparently, I didn't really notice this, honestly, when I was watching. But apparently when he's like wrapping up his stump of a hand, you can see his other hand through the stump. Apparently, it's very obvious. I mean, I just kept noticing how obvious it is that it's like the exact same length at the end of the stump as his other hand, which obviously is just his hand inside a thing. So it's like it's the exact size and shape of a hand inside of a. It's almost like he was flexing his hand, though, in the stump. Apparently, it was really obvious. Like you could see his fingers like moving around. It's very funny. Well, this is, I feel like, a a very rewatchable film. So next time I see it, I'll keep an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, they arrive, right? And see Ash basically looking like he's at a crime scene. And uh, Annie assumes that he has killed her parents because this cabin belonged to her parents, who are the who's the uh, whatever professor and his wife that recorded Mm -hmm. the tape recording. And, you know, oh, well, yeah, when they, they go to come in the cabin and Ash has the place totally like boarded up because now he's freaking out. He's gotten a shotgun oh, from right. the the same place that he got the uh, chainsaw. And so he hears them coming. Someone trying to get in the house, which this whole time has been an evil spirit. So he shoots his shotgun at the door, yep. catches Bobby Joe in the shoulder. So then they all come in mad. They think he's a lunatic. He get they They attack him. Uh, Bob, uh, Jake, Jake is his name, punches Jake. him and like knocks him out. And so then they all come in. They think that Ash is a murderer and they're like, uh, so they just shove him in the basement. Yep. <laughs> they like, literally just drop his body down the basement stairs in a way that I really feel like he would have died. <laughs> he really tumbles down those stairs sort of head first. Yeah. Onto some hard floor. Yeah. It looks bad. It looks bad. But he, do- but yeah, he they, doesn't they, die. Sh- they shove him down into the cellar and they lock the cellar door but it's like that chain with some give like i feel like in the first evil dead 2 where they can push it up enough so you can see a little face being like evil spirit down here um but uh then i guess they do some like research that or like look at the tapes and realize that start playing the tape recorder and they hear her dad literally saying on it my wife is dead. She got possessed by a demon. I will be dead soon. Um, and he says, my wife is um, uh, like has been possessed by a demon and I buried her in the basement. And he said, Ash I couldn't bring myself to, to dismember the body. So I put her in the yeah. And down in the cellar. And Ash is literally in the basement. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> oh, come <man>. on. <laughs> <laughs> down here. And like right on time, she like reanimates i feel like and comes to life Mm -hmm. and attacks him and they won't let him out because they still don't know whether or not to trust him so there's a a fight going on in the in the basement and he's begging them to let him out 
And I don't know what make they eventually do change their mind and they do let I think they see her and they're oh, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Okay. And they do let him out and manage to still lock her back in there. And then she turns, she does kind of what Linda did before, where she like turns back into normal mm, mom. Mm-hmm. And then she starts doing some real gratuitous Touch emotional little shit. Baby, don't <laughs> say She's trying to get her daughter to be like, I'm, a f- I'm not a demon. Remember, I used to sing this song to you. Would a demon sing this song? Would a demon to you? sing this song to you? <laughs> They all give up on that act so fast, though. They like don't even wait to see if it's gonna work before they go. Like, ah, just kidding. I mean, it's like, come on, I try. But you're right. She really does lay into it thick. She's also like, you were six months old when you took your first step. So like, she like recites facts from her life, which I do think is quite um, that's intense. Powerful. Yeah, it's really impressive for a demon. Um, I don't know how it happens, but then Ed gets possessed. That's the next thing I have in my notes. I think she gets, yeah, he, I don't, he just gets possessed. I don't, sometimes I don't, it just happens. It just, <laughs> happens. just happens. Sometimes it just happens. So he gets, he starts to get possessed. His head turns around his body all crazy. The mom gets possessed again and they're trying to shut. She's like crawling out of the cellar door. And then, so they're shutting the, it on her head and like trying to push the door on her head which makes one of her eyeballs pop out <laughs> and it goes straight into Bobby, Bobby Jones' oh, yes. mouth. That was so crazy. That was so crazy. <laughs> so everybody's pretty upset. We managed to shut mom back down in the cellar. Ed is Dunzo Bunzo and everybody else is okay. I think Bobby Joe like runs out, right? She leaves and she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I think she does run into the woods. And then, wait, okay, so then I think that he kills, they kill the mom and they kill Ed. And this is when the greens, the green blood is everywhere. I'm pretty sure there's like a big mm-hmm. massacre. The green blood is everywhere. And then Bobby Joe or and Jake say, like, reveal the trail's gone. They like try to leave and then they're like, the trail's gone. It's not there anymore. Right. And yeah, I, th- I think Bobby Joe. Yeah, that is then like, I don't care. She's too, she's so freaked out. She's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And she runs out and we follow her and we see that pretty much immediately that evil forest spirit gets her. And is this did, in the first one was someone. um yeah, yeah. Penetrated by a tree. But that didn't happen in this one. It didn't one. happen here. But she does get a bunch of vines come out from trees and like wrap themselves around her and strangle her and pull on her legs and she gets yanked into the uh, woods and I I think we're just you know assuming that yeah she's I'm happy to be spared another tree yeah, rape though they... some vines do go into her mouth in a way that I did not like I, I did think that's where we were yeah leading um we don't go all the way there this time and then back at the cabin we see uh, Ash and Annie. Looking through, is it maybe the Necronomicon or like papers mm-hmm. or something? And she she brought some pages with her. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And somewhere there's a drawing of a man in the 1300s that is, uh, she's like, this is the the man that they called, I can't remember. Oh, he who, he, he who has come from the skies and like he <laughs> can defeat this evil spirit or something like that. 
And because I've seen Army of Darkness, I you know who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, which is very fun. It's Ash. It's Ash. It's Ash. Don't tell. Don't tell. Then is this when Jake is like, we got to go after Bobby yep. Joe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to. Because Wait, it's really they're... funny because she's like, he's like, these pages mean nothing. And he grabs them from her. And rather yeah. than he like his hand holding them, like goes right past the, the fireplace. Fire. <laughs> like he could have very much thrown it into the fireplace if he wanted to make a statement. But he instead keeps moving and then tosses them in the <laughs> cellar, which I thought was funny. It was very funny. It's like we want to make it a struggle to get them, but still have them. Not impossible. <laughs> Not impossible. Still have them exist. Uh, yes, he tosses the he tosses the pages in the basement, and then holds a, a, the shotgun up to them and says, "We're gonna go after Bobby Joe." And then Ash gets possessed again. Ash gets possessed again when he's outside, and he attacks Jake. Does he kill Jake? I can't remember. No, Jake is killed by the mom, who pulls him into the basement. Uh, but I don't really remember that. So, yeah, I don't really remember any of this either. But so they go outside. Ash gets possessed again. So Jake and Annie go back in the cabin. Craziness ensues. <laughs> Craziness. Annie and Jake go back in the cabin and right. Annie stabs Jake thinking that he's Ash. Oh, mm. yes. OK, OK, OK. Yes. Oh, my God. She mm. pulls, it's like this like death weapon that I don't know that gets like revealed that she had or her father had whatever, which is it's like looks like a spine. It's like a big stabby mm-hmm. thing that looks like a spine with a little head on top. But when she stabs it, <laughs> so she so someone is trying to come in the door and she thinks it's Ash. And so the person comes and she's hiding behind a corner. And the person comes in and she just stabs him in the chest but it's actually Jake. So she stabbed him. But it's this thing that when she's holding it looks like this like super scary, like made of bone, black, crazy weapon. And it then when it is stabbed in his chest, it moves around like a piece of rubber. It is so (laughs) funny. Even when she then goes to like pull it back out, it is so clearly just like a a full, like a rubber chicken tear prop. It's so funny. I love it. I mean, that's the charm of this movie. That's the charm of this movie. But so, yeah, she stabs Jake in the chest, pulls, has to drag him through the house because he can't, he's been stabbed in the chest, he can't walk. And so he's laying on the ground where, yeah, then the mom is able to grab him, I guess, and just grabs him by the head with her, like, thumbs in his eyeballs, mm-hmm. eye sockets, I feel like. Just starts yanking him and pulls him down into the cellar with her and, and he is unable to to keep him out of there. And then that's when blood just starts, like, shooting out of the cellar door when he goes down that's like a waterfall it's like that elevator scene in the shining where it's just like a cascade of blood pouring out of the cellar just so so bright red so bright red so much and i think that's when ash comes back in no longer possessed i I feel like he's Maybe still possessed for a second. There's a, a moment where he sees that magnifying glass necklace. Yes. <laughs> and it brings him back. He fights against that demon inside of him. And he's able to return to his natural self. But but Annie doesn't believe that it's him and is still like trying to kill him and going after him with they an do axe. That. 
yeah, they, just totally fair on Annie's part. <laughs> but so what he does is he just grabs her face and goes, I'm okay now. He does the craziest. Like, I think he like grabs her basically by the throat. Yeah. And is like shaking her like, it's me. <laughs> it's right. Okay. It's I'm really me. Listen to me. It's okay, well, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, he is. He is himself again. But she does even after that still one once more try to stab him, I think. And then eventually is like, okay, it seems like it actually is. Seems like it yeah. is him. So they then I think this is when they start sort of just suiting up to take There's on whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a montage. And this is where we get the the classic chainsaw arm contraption You've seen the thing. Halloween costumes. You've seen it. You've seen and it. And he saws off the shotgun, which, what does that do? I know I've heard the phrase sawed off shotgun. What does that make it more of a painful shot? Maybe it, maybe it goes faster. Like you yeah, can do uh, it faster. Or like you could do it like um, when someone's closer to you, obviously, right? Yeah. Shotgun's far. It's maybe long. oh yeah, maybe it's like easier to aim. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I hate thinking about that. Um, yeah, it would be the, bad. The thing that's funny about this montage, it's like full of heroic music. It's like all the little details in this movie are what make it so funny, and just the fact that it's like do 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 do. I mean, that's not the music, but it's like <laughs> might as well be. Might as well. Be. <laughs> it might as well be. And then there's a slow motion pan to Ash's face when the montage is over. And he just says, groovy. Groovy. <laughs> groovy. Okay. I looked up, why do you, why would you saw off a shotgun? One answer is to make it easier and faster to handle. Okay. Ease of storage. That feels like a crazy answer. <laughs> just, do you know, you guys know what makes things easier to store? Cut them in half. If you're yeah. looking to store a couch, just cut it in half. That'll make okay, it easier. This seems like the actual most reasonable answer, which is that the shorter barrel allows the shot to spread, making it easier to hit your target. Oh, that makes sense. I don't like knowing that. I don't like knowing that. Uh, well, the, on, I'm on Quora. Q-U-O-R-A, that website. Honestly, it's fucking certified. And I fuck with Quora. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stevens, who's a former former criminal judge, retired, says, oh my God, for Matthew. no good reason, a sawn-off shotgun is not only illegal without a specific permit, but it is absolutely useless. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. well, useless? Yeah. God, I do not want to get into gun talk right now. Because yeah, I really don't either. I'm sorry, but um, let's just say he, he does it. <laughs> he has one. Ash has one. I think it's good In- to know if you're ever fighting some evil spirits. Yeah, fine. And only then. Literally, that's it. I wish that there were no guns. Annie gets no weapons. She's armed with her intellect. Yeah, that's I wish there needs. were no guns as well, for the record. Um, she just has her big rubber mallet knife. Oh, right. <laughs> and nothing needs nothing else. She has the pages. She's the only one who can read the pages. So she, at some point, we realize, she's like, there are some pages down there in the cellar where if I read... So I have to read one page and that will open up a black hole. And then, oh, no, no. I read one page and it turns the spirit into something like like gives it a physical form. Mm -hmm. And then if I read this next page, it creates a black hole and we can push the evil spirit through that black hole and send it somewhere else in space and time. It doesn't, which I like. It's not like we're not getting rid of it entirely. We're just making it somebody else's problem. Also, a two step spell is kind of funny to me for some reason. It's kind of like if we're going to deal with it with magic. <laughs> yeah, why why do we just why do is the it one? be a two part thing? But so he ha- so Ash has to go down in that cellar and get those freaking pages, but the mom 
is still down there. And she gets nasty as hell. She's nasty. She grows a she grows a long snake neck. Is this where she says, I just swallow your soul? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. And then he says, Swallow this. Oh hell. And he hell yeah. <laughs> and then he shoves the shotgun in her. Um, I have wrote in my notes they have sexual tension for a moment. Oh, he didn't mean that. I don't mean that about the mom. I mean that about <laughs> I would love it if in this scene he was like, wait a second. And it seems like for a second he's into it. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. You'll swallow me whole. Um, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, oh. Ooh. Oh, that okay. really did confuse me. That note confused me. No, no, no. It says in my notes there's sexual tension. Tension in this scene? <laughs> I, don't mean about, I don't mean about the demon. I mean about Ash and Annie. They there have is... sexual tension where they're like, seem like they're going to make out. And it's like, I love it when movies do this. It's like the last thing I would be thinking about is making out with someone right now. It's also his girlfriend died Probably. less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> Hers, her boyfriend died less than one hour ago. That's true. That's true. It's just, uh, well, I mean, it's like we talked about with Dan Lippert. You'd be feeling alive. You'd be horny you, you, you <laughs> in times yeah, of yeah, stress. You need, you need to be feeling that your body still <laughs> works and is tied to this plane. Um, <laughs> But he does manage to defeat the old lady snake yep. neck monster in the basement, gets the pages, and she starts spell casting. And when she does that, it makes the spirit really mad. Yeah. Uh, the I know the like forest kind of comes alive and trees are attacking Starts the, cap- attacking the, the cabin. Yeah. Oh, we missed at one point. Sorry. I don't know when this was. It's a fun little moment where the hand... Is the hand still alive? And it he's trying to shoot it through the wall. He tries to shoot it. He and he and he thinks he gets it. The little hand demon, which is still out there somewhere. It's like trapped in the walls like a little rat. <laughs> it's funny, they do like a, a repeated gag in this where the noise of the hand is coming from different areas and all mm-hmm. of the actors will turn in unison and look in different directions. And it just It's a good it yeah, made me laugh every single bit. time. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Um, but so, yeah, Annie starts reading the, the spell. Also, sorry, one more thing about the hand. There's a part where it, oh my God. it flips him off and just That's is important fun. to say. Oh, wait, <laughs> it's important that part, to that say. That part made me laugh so much. The because hand is really funny. The hand is my favorite part. <laughs> he looks like offended by it. He's like, <gasps> That's the best part. That's you? the best part. It's because he doesn't get angrier. There's no point where he gets really angrier than when the hand flips him off. And it's like, there's so much crazy shit happening to you, dude. The audacity of my own hand. How dare you flip me off? How dare you? You're mine. You're my hand. How? Wait, wait, that? Wait, what? Like, that is a step too far. Uh, yeah, the hand is great. Hand's my favorite part, hand, too. Love the hand. H- hand is, fa- is fabulous. Um, so, uh, so Annie starts reading the spell, which turns the forest against the house, and then it become, Then the monster comes out, and it it was reminding me of... It, like, comes through, and it starts... Gra- it, like, grabs Ash, trying to kill Ash, but she has to keep reading the spell. But the, the, the aesthetic of that monster reminded me of... Um, <laughs> oh, I forget what his name is, but that game show, and I think you should leave... Uh, <laughs> Where chunky? Uh, chunky. <laughs> That's a chunky. That's a chunky. It just—he had like a big, wide, like a round face and like a big, wide smile, and it just reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> figure out what you're gonna do. Oh my god! Uh, Perfect show. I'm gonna rewatch that show. again as soon as we're done with this. 
I don't I don't know. And and but then she start she does the second spell which creates the, the the black hole and it's working and it's pulling the guy the monster but she ha- she's ever so close to completing the spell. You no, know, Ash comes over to her and he's like, "You're doing it. You're doing it." And then then there's definitely tension and they're like maybe going to make out. And she <gasps> is unable to speak and we see that the hand got her own mallet thing, rubber ducky, and stabbed her in the back. Mm-hmm. And so she's dying on the floor. But she somehow manages to say the last word of the spell in death. <laughs> uh, and so everything starts flying through this big black hole, except also, uh-oh, Ash, because it's so powerful. And he says, he's, he starts to get, everything's being sucked into the hole. He finally gets sucked into the vortex. And he says, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would suck. And that really made me laugh too. Oh, good, for God's sake. And then he <laughs> lands wherever this black hole sucked him. And we see that he is in the Middle Ages. Um, and the monster, the demon is still there and he has to... Yes, this is a time travel movie and everyone needs to know that this is a fucking time travel trilogy. Yep. (laughs) And he just has another uh, final battle with the evil spirit and is able to... shoots it with his sawed-off shotgun. And he kills it. And all of the like knights <laughs> around mm-hmm. him start chanting and cheering, and they're saying, "Hail he who comes from the skies! He who comes from hail. the skies! Hail, hail!" And I think the portal has like closed up now, and he's basically looking around and seeing he's in a different time. And I, doesn't he just go like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, he, what's yeah, he say? He, and he like looks up at the sky and goes. No! <laughs> yeah, he just screams no. no. Cheering him on. I mean, honestly, screams. for such a silly movie, that's a very, I mean, no, there'll be a third. That's a very dark ending. Can you imagine? You went through all that shit and then you're stuck in the fucking Middle Ages and there's still a demon there and you still have to kill the demon. I'd be like, are you, I, it better, better to be dead. That's what's so funny about his reaction, me? though. His reaction is so like, oh, are you serious? Like, it's very... Yeah. Realistic, but also very like kind of network television y yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like the Looney Tunes like vignette should be circling yeah, around yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys think? Are you gonna watch Army of Darkness? Of course. I I could watch Army of Darkness. Honestly. I'm curious. I wasn't planning on it, but if anyone forced me to, I would do it in a heartbeat. I think Army of Darkness is probably even less scary. I wouldn't say that this movie is particularly scary, but it's it's even leaning further into comedy and like action. And hell yeah, I saw Army of Darkness first. That was the first one I saw, and so I didn't I didn't actually even know that it was part of the Evil Dead trilogy at first because it feels tonally different. But mm. I want to rewatch it now having recently seen these other two and I feel like it'll be much more satisfying. Yeah, I would I would I would totally watch it. 
Wow, thank you guys so much for being brave and watching this film with me. It was fun. It was so fun. It was so fun. I'm glad that you liked it. I thought I had, I a, had a feeling that it would probably be one that we could all handle and enjoy. Yeah. It really And made it me was laugh. an hour and 25 minutes, which oh, I was yeah. so thrilled by. Absolutely love to see it. So that was great news for me. For all of us, really. What a great treat. Uh, Sammy, thank you so much for choosing this one. I'm so happy that I get to say that I've seen this movie. Yeah. That's the most important thing. It's a good, it's a good like staple of the horror genre, I think. Mm-hmm. Slowly mm-hmm. but surely, exactly. you guys are just, just making our way. Becoming horror experts. Ooh. Should we do the little hand voice as the goodbye? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailers, reactions and more and no matter what we will see you right here next week for another episode we love you so much bye that was a headgum podcast